Welcome to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine nutrition research digested for you. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like Anamin, international supplier of bioavailable precision minerals to impact pigs' gut health. Purina Animal Nutrition, where swine research becomes your return on investment. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. A leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Novus's products and services look at the whole animal, focusing on productivity and well-being in order to feed the world affordable and wholesome food. For more information, visit Novus's website at www.novusint.com. I'm your host, Clayton Chastain, and today we have with us Dr. Daniel Bueno-Dalto, a lead researcher of swine nutrition at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So, Daniel, before we get started, would you mind giving the audience a short introduction about yourself? Sure. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for the, the invitation to, to be part of the, the podcast. Uh, so, uh, I am a veterinarian uh, from Brazil, and uh, um, I did my master in, uh, in Brazil as well in the field of uh, gut uh, immunology. And then I moved to Canada to do part of my PhD. Uh, that's when I started working on uh, vitamins and uh, trace minerals. And then uh, after my PhD, I did uh, two, two or three uh, postdocs uh, before uh, getting this opportunity to, to lead the, uh, the lab of uh, swine nutrition here at Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada. So speaking of some of the, the trace mineral work you've done, I read one of the studies about the um, effects of superdose levels of zinc on zinc and copper metabolism in the nursery pigs. Would you mind telling us about that study? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, this study, of course, uh, we had a nutritional approach uh, about this study, but it can, it can also give us some uh, insights uh, about the effects of uh, superdosing uh, zinc on uh, the environment environment as well as, uh, as as well for example contaminations of manure with high levels of zinc and copper so i'll try to explain a little bit uh, why why is that so uh, in this study we used three levels of uh, zinc oxide in the diet 3000 1000 or 100 uh, milligrams per kilogram of uh, zinc oxide and the focus was to study the metabolism of zinc and also the metabolism of copper. Why? Because we know that uh, zinc by the, the somehow uh, affects the metabolism of copper. So we started uh, working on or uh, uh, evaluating uh, the transporters in the intestinal tissue that are related to, to zinc. So uh, first of all, uh, we uh, detected that as much zinc you add in your diet, as lower will be the absorption of, of zinc. Uh, however, we have to keep in mind that it's not because the percentage of zinc absorbed is lower that the total amount of zinc will be lower as well. For example, if uh, we add 3000 uh, ppm of zinc uh, in the diet, uh, we can expect an absorption of about uh, 2 to 5% of this zinc meaning uh, about 150 uh, milligrams, for example. Uh, on the other hand, if we feed animals 100 ppm of zinc oxide, we can expect uh, an absorption of uh, 100 ppm of uh, zinc oxide. We can expect an absorption of about 
meaning uh, 20 milligrams of zinc oxide. So even if we pass from 5% absorption to 20% absorption, uh, the 5% absorption of 3000 ppm will represent a greater amount of zinc absorbed. The total amount will be greater. So what happens is that even if the animal absorbs less zinc, uh, the total amount will be uh, greater. So the mechanisms of homeostasis in the intestinal tissue will be not efficient enough to, uh, to keep uh, body levels of zinc uh, is stable. So what we saw is that the levels of zinc in the kidney, in the uh, liver, uh, increased significantly, especially when 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide was fed to the animals. Uh, when 1,000 ppm was fed, the animal was fairly uh, uh, efficient in uh, in modulating these levels. So we know that up to 1,000 ppm, animals are efficient in modulating zinc. Uh, however, some, somewhere between 1,000 and 3,000 ppm, uh, this efficiency is lost and animals are no longer uh, able to handle uh, that much of zinc. As a consequence, uh, not only uh, liver levels were increased, uh, but also uh, the uh, blood levels of zinc were really, really, really high when 3,000 ppm of zinc oxide was fed. And it's interesting because when we compared uh, the the diets, for example, 100 versus 1,000 ppm of zinc oxide, it's a tenfold increase in concentrations, in dietary concentrations. Uh, the levels or the concentrations detected in the blood increased uh, about 1.2 fold. So once again, the animal was very efficient in modulating and regulating these levels. However, when we compare 1,000 ppm versus 3,000 ppm, uh, the, 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 the 1,000 ppm diet versus the 3,000 ppm diet, meaning a threefold increase in dietary levels, uh, what we saw uh, in the blood was a three-time increase in uh, zinc blood levels. So once again, animals were no longer efficient in modulating these, uh, these zinc uh, levels. But what happens uh, with copper was uh, quite impressive because um, by increasing dietary levels of zinc oxide, uh, no effect was uh, detected on the uh, absorption of copper, on the intracellular transport of copper, or the uh, release of copper from the intestinal tissue. However, uh, there was one uh, metalloenzyme, one, one enzyme that binds metals and this enzyme is called metallothionine. So metallothionine is known for a long time to be responsive to uh, dietary zinc or to uh, tissue uh, concentrations of zinc. So uh, not surprisingly, when we increased uh, the levels of zinc in the diet, the expression of metallothionine was, uh, was uh, increased. Uh, but what is uh, interesting about it is that although metallothionine is responsive to zinc, it has a much greater affinity for copper. So when you increase the expression of this enzyme, uh, you will not be binding uh, that much of zinc. You will be binding copper. So the, the diet containing 3000 ppm of zinc oxide uh, 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 expressed these uh, enzyme much more than the other two diets. And by doing so, much of that copper 
and we used 130 ppm of copper. It was not low levels of copper in the diet. These levels were uh, quite high. Uh, much of this copper uh, was a binding uh, metallothionine in the intestinal tissue. And by doing so, what happens is that not much copper uh, was reaching the liver. So as a consequence, even if metallothionine was uh, highly expressed in the liver as well, uh, not much copper were, was present. So animals had very, very, very low levels of copper in the liver that represented what we normally see in a newborn piglets. So, uh, which means uh, a reduction of about uh, 50 to 70 percent of uh, liver copper uh, reserves. And as a consequence, uh, blood copper levels or serum copper levels were, were uh, decreased as well. And it's uh, interesting because uh, serum copper levels are not the best indicator of, of uh, copper, uh, of copper uh, status. Uh, in the animal because the metabolism of copper is very strictly uh, regulated so when you have some uh, 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 when you have some uh, uh, some decreases decreases in uh, copper levels in serum it's because there is something very uh, important happening uh, in the in the body of these animals when these low levels of copper were detected in liver and detected in blood we were uh, also interested in looking at the kidney to check what happens in the kidney. And it was quite surprising because uh, as in the intestinal tissue and also in the, um, in the uh, hepatic tissue, metallothionine levels were also increased. Uh, but in those two, uh, in th those two uh, tissues, the, uh, the consequences of it were different because in the intestinal tissue we had a very uh, uh, important binding of copper, uh, but in the liver we didn't, basically because we didn't have enough copper uh, have, uh, uh, reaching uh, the liver. So in the kidney what happens, uh, or what we think is happening, is that uh, copper uh, from the systemic circulation that goes into the kidney to, for the, the filtration of blood will bind metallothionine and after the filtration of this blood metallothionine will have a second chance to bind this copper that is reabsorbed and by doing so what we detected were a very high levels of copper in the kidney as well so uh, we can understand that by increasing dietary levels of zinc oxide in the diet we are not only uh, uh, increasing maybe too much uh, the levels of zinc in the organism, but we are also uh, decreasing the levels of copper that are available to the animal uh, to be used for growth, for example, or, or even reproduction, if we decide to use such high levels of zinc in uh, reproductive cells. Gotcha. Swine Nutrition Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like DSM Animal Nutrition and Health is shaping the future of piglet care. Fibro Animal Health Corporation. Healthy animals, healthy food, healthy world. Novus International Inc., a leader in swine nutrition solutions driven by science. Hubbard Feeds, research-driven and focused on helping you achieve your goals. Animan International Supplier of Precision Minerals. 
When most trace minerals are only bioavailable, animin trace elements are also active in the digestive tract and permit secure piglets' gut health. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and uh, sharing all this uh, studies with us and all the data, but I believe that's all we have time for. Okay, sure. And uh, once again, thank you very much for the invitation. Yep. And to everyone else, thank you for listening to the Swine Nutrition Black Belt podcast. Please visit us at swinenutritionblackbelt.com and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast channel so you won't miss out on the next episode. See you next week. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we are constantly on the lookout for the latest updates in swine nutrition. And if you have a swine nutrition related research trial that you would be able to share on our podcast, please send an email to nutritionblackbelt at swineit.com and we would love to talk about your research. See you later.